This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. I'm Yasi Salek, and I'm the host of Bandsplain, a show where we explain cult bands and iconic artists by going deep into their histories and discographies. We're back with a brand new season at our brand new home, the Ringer Podcast Network, tackling a whole new batch of artists, from grunge gods to power pop pioneers to new metal legends, and many, many more. Listen to new episodes every Thursday, only on Spotify. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Juliet Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm well, Juliet. I'm glad to see you. Likewise. Shall we talk about what's happening in the celebrity scape? That's what we do here on yes. Jam Session. It sure is. And occasionally some other things. This one story is like in a lot of different outlets. Came to me via Bloomberg News. Wasn't expecting sure. that, but Bloomberg's my one of my first stops in the morning. Is it? Yeah. Can you can you give me the rundown? Yeah. Bloomberg, Washington Post, page six, and the New York Times. I would say in that order. Wow. So Bloomberg is number one. Are you a subscriber? Jeff Chow is, and I okay. use his login. Okay. Well, that's good. That's generous of Jeff. Yeah. Um, but just like you you aren't like on the terminal. No. But I, okay. I like I started this at the beginning of the pandemic. I liked the Bloomberg interpretation of news. Very disposit dispassionate, excuse me. And it stuck for me. Okay. So wait, Bloomberg, Washington Post, page, page six, six, New York, New York Times. Times. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All on yeah. apps or desktop? All apps. Okay. Except for page six. That's in, in the browser. And this is all phone activity, by the way. Still in bed. Okay. That's, I just like, you know, I wanted you to paint a picture for us. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. you did. What and I'm really you? glad. So I check my email first. Nice. Then I open the New York Times app and just, I kind of do a scroll through. I'm very seldom like clicking through the individual links, but I'm just kind of like front page, like what's going on? Did anything, especially on the West Coast, you're waking up late. Right. Just kind of like, I need to know if anything really giant happened. Um, For example, this morning, uh, we're recording this on a Monday and I saw Liz Truss just like completely reversed position on her tax cut. And I was like, okay, that's some major news that happened overnight. So I'll... Scroll all the way down 
to New York Times. Then I read an Ankler newsletter. Are you familiar oh. with the Ankler? Yeah, I am. I don't get it though. It's a like a I, Hollywood. Like I, like and I don't subscribe to it. I understand. I grasp right, the concept. Right, sure. Right. <laughs> so it's a Hollywood trade, you know, newsletter as a Substack publication, and they have several different writers there. It was started by Richard Rushfeld. Janice Men works there now, and they have like a a daily digest every morning called oh, right. the Wake Up. Right. I think you sent me a screenshot from it a few days ago. I did. I sent you a screenshot about how Chris Hemsworth is making more shark uh, content. I'm, Which, I'm so thrilled. Oh my God, it really made my day. I saw you this summer, I think the day after you had consumed the original Shark Chris Beach. Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah Shark, Shark Beach. Beach with Chris Hemsworth. Great show. Check it out on Nat Geo. Yeah, you were radiant with joy from that experience. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I should say he's making more like nature outdoor content. Yes, I don't National know whether it will be shark related. He has another show coming soon called Limitless. I'm really excited. It, and it's like... Not an adaptation of the Bradley, Bradley Cooper, Cooper movie, right? Yeah. It's about like doing extreme things in nature. Okay. Can't wait. Great. So I read the Ankler so I can send you, the, I, I read the Wake Up, which is just like a digest of the Hollywood Reporter deadline, kind of all the industry n- news and that sort of thing. It's everything in one place, you know, because I'm very important in the biz and I got to stay up to date. <laughs> that was a joke. And then I check Twitter which is just a weakness of mine that like ignited again in earnest while I was on leave. Uh, and I, I look at Twitter and then I look at Instagram and then I read New York Magazine. So I could probably stand to elevate my habits. Mm, whatever. It's, you know, it's first thing in the morning too. You're right. It's like all in bed often while I'm nursing. And I just am like, I don't know. It's not the best way to start the day. I'm not bringing nutrition into my life. I'm not reading Bloomberg. I mean, I just like the way they position the news. It's not that I'm like so highfalutin or so into finance, but I really, I just like, I am aware of the bias that comes with it. And I appreciate the, as I said, the dispassionate approach. I don't, I just don't want sentimental news. So... I want to develop my own sentiment. So that's where, that's how I'm here. You know what else is a great newsletter is Matt Bellany's from Puck News, what I'm hearing. Yes. That's like, that's, but that's usually an evening read for me. So, because uh, of yeah, the Yeah, well, because isn't it sent out, out in the evening? Sure. Yeah. yeah. We could do newsletters another, like, Seriously. you know, afternoon, evening often, reads another time, but that's the morning. How do you like learn something from the Angler though, that like it impacts your day? I, I, from the wake up? Yeah. Not uh, like happy or sad, but like news that you, you would bring to a podcast? Fairly often because it has, you know, box office reports and stuff mm-hmm. in that. And like I said, I'm like reading the trades sometimes or at least skimming them. God, I, I hate myself right now for the way that I'm talking. And as I said, I look at Twitter, but every once in a while I learn about a like a project and development that I didn't know about, which doesn't impact my life in any way, Juliet, except that we have podcasts where we talk about this stuff. That's so true. it yeah, does give me content info. from time to time. And also, again, I'm on the West Coast, so I believe it gets sent 8.30 in the morning East Coast time. And so it's a very useful catch-up yeah. for me. And then sometimes I get to text you things, which is one of my great joys. Oh, my God. I'm really... Chris Hemsworth, I, I, I'm pretty sure Natalie Portman has a show too. I think we mentioned this, but I love that National Geographic is like being built into the overall Disney deals of the different Marvel stars. Like it's, 
<laughs> it's smart, honestly. I mean, you know, I'm not here for Thor, but I am here for Shark Beach. So it's really great. Also, I should have known this was coming because ABC replayed Shark Beach so many times this summer, like in lieu of anything else. So there you I go. Mean, you got to get your money's worth. If you were going to have a National Geographic show, what would it be? Mine? Mm-hmm. It would definitely be ocean focused. Sure. Mine as well. I don't know. I feel like I miss the days of like deadliest catch and like extreme job television programming. So some some kind, maybe like a lobster fisherman show. Okay. Would you be on the boat? No, absolutely not. All but right. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I recently read a book that had a lot to do with, or like a big part of the plot was lobster fishing, like lobster fishermen in Maine. So it's top of mind. The book was Mid-Coast, in case you were wondering. Oh. I bought it because it had two um, endorsements, like two blurbs, one from David Benioff and one from Richard Ford. So I was right. like, can't go, can't go wrong with that. That's written by Adam Waite, correct? That's correct. I yes. went to college with him. Lovely. Oh. Yeah, lovely guy. And I recommend the book as well. It was Sorry, good. it took yeah. me a minute to jog, jog it. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, I really bought it. Richard Ford's fine, but like David Benioff's is, is as a novelist, is where it's at is creme de la creme. Yeah. So. All right. So Bloomberg anyway. News. I'm on Bloomberg News, and it turns out that there's some news about Kim Kardashian on there. Kim Kardashian has to pay a $1.26 million fine to settle a lawsuit brought against her from the SEC because she broke rules by promoting her crypto token on Instagram without disclosing that she was an investor and she would therefore benefit from people buying this crypto token. I think it was called eMax, which was offered by Ethereum Max and... It's interesting. This has been like kind of a simmering topic of celebrity controversy. The most notable vigilante on the topic is Ben McKenzie, who you may know as Ryan Atwood. And celebrities are like are getting paid to endorse certain crypto tokens, artificially driving up the price for a short period of time without disclosing that they stand to benefit from it. And it's like pretty rampant across the celebrity Instagram industry. And I would say this is like seems like kind of like the equivalent of the Martha treatment where like Kim Kardashian, they brought a suit against her, I'm sure because she deserved it, but also she's so high profile that it's like people are going to take notice. The Martha treatment you is a reference to Martha Stewart, who yes. was sent to jail for insider trading and and famously Miss Lemons the most when she, uh, that's what, that was her answer when she sent was Sent to released. prison and then house arrest, of course. Right. Who, who could forget? Yeah. I mean, this to me seems like the nexus of two trends, which is number one, all of the celebrities nebulously or honestly, like quite obviously endorsing crypto in various forms. I mean, there is this influencer trend and this Instagram trend that you know that you referenced, which is just people kind of being like, you know, check out this NFT or check out this cool thing that I'm doing. And you just have to wonder about that. But then also the number of celebrities who are like very officially um, or did very officially for a very brief period of time embrace crypto. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking obviously of Matt Damon, but also of like Reese Witherspoon and Gwyneth Paltrow and like the, the so girl boss others. crypto yeah. and all of this stuff. And then um, that the bottom fell out and crickets from everyone. Seriously. As they walked off with more millions of dollars, I would assume. I didn't know this, but I learned from Bloomberg this morning. In 2018, Floyd Mayweather and DJ Khaled are both fined for similar offenses, essentially, which is interesting. I guess I didn't realize they were doing that, but I also don't follow either of them. But it just seems very forward-thinking. I can't believe they're doing it 2018. Specific to crypto? 
or to yeah. Yeah, new yeah. currencies? Just they in 2018, the regulator fined them for failing to disclose payments they received for hyping initial coin offerings. So okay. similar. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say the other trend that I think this encapsulates is certainly Kim Kardashian specifically being paid to do basically everything and not always tagging it. But oh yes. Don't you assume that most like frequent Instagram posters or frequent internet posters are at this point, if not being actively paid, which they're supposed to disclose and sometimes do and sometimes don't, but then getting a bunch of free stuff in exchange for posting? Mm-hmm. I just assume that like there's no 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 free posts on Kim Kardashian social handles. I guess I can't say for TikTok in the same way, but even that, I'm sure that like every video has like a product placement that she's like somehow being pra- paid for. Oh, I'm sure for her. Like yeah. every single thing is yeah. in some way like placed or or benefiting. Even yeah. even if it's just like we sent you these like in- things for free, but we expect that you'll post. Yeah. Them, which is I- like the arrangement I think of what I assume when I look at someone's Instagram and they're like, thank you, so-and-so, or I love this, is they were sent it for free. Yeah, totally. And the only way that they weren't sent it for free or paid to post about it is when they literally say, this is not sponsored content or this is not an ad. I just really like it. Yeah. I think I think that like... um like these sort of like the fads that come and go so quickly. I mean, it, obviously we've been through a lot of these. It just happens to be that like instead of getting you to buy tea or some kind of protein yeah. powder, they're trying to like get you to invest in something that, you know, the the real evolution is like from product that is maybe like detrimental to you right. to like financial cons essentially, <laughs> which is like <laughs> kind of like a really dystopian evolution, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, here here we are. Yeah. It's it's um it's just basically like turns every celebrity into a scammer, but not without their, it's not like not their fault. They're obviously all complicit in it. It's not whose fault. It's a little bit the celebrity's fault. I mean, I think, you know, if you're going to take money, if you're going to build a job around like promoting stuff, you know, which I guess like we all are, even you and I are to some extent, not really. I'm not getting paid to promote really anything specifically. There's, there's no sponsored content here, sadly. I know, but Um, it's only. (laughs) Just if any hotels like around the world would like to sponsor me, like I'm available. But I can't I can't imagine how many times I'm gonna have to mention La Cologne coffee to get like one free three dollar coffee. So (laughs) (laughs) it hasn't happened yet. Probably never will. Anyway, carry on. But so I don't I don't have anything against it except in principle. But obviously you get into shady territory when you're not disclosing it and or not thinking about like the ramifications of it. There is a difference between recommending a, you know, under eye concealer, a tea that promotes terrible body image and probable also actual also physical health symptoms, though I, you know, I legally don't know anything about that. And then actual finances. I, yeah. I don't know. You gotta have some consciousness, I think. You can hold someone a little responsible for it. You have to wonder, to your point last week about who's running Adam Levine's Instagram account, you have to wonder how many posts Kim Kardashian's even aware of that she's doing. Like she definitely can't keep track of all of them. Don't you get the impression though that she is pretty, if not type A, then like con- involved? I, I kind of think that she at least is aware. Maybe she doesn't do the research on her own, you know? I sure. don't think she's out here si- signing the brands, but they're like, hey, do you want to do this crypto thing? I don't know. I kind of think 
that she's like, oh yeah, crypto, I've heard of it. Which, yeah, I'm sure. But I, I, she probably doesn't like dig into that deeply or even like, I don't know if she's approving the content of every post. Right. Probably not. She's probably a- approving the sponsor, but like not necessarily like the exact verbiage. I bet she's approving every single photo though. Yes, definitely. So in that sense. That's true, for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what other celebrities get hit with fines. Honestly, I am looking forward to it. Like I'm just sort of curious <laughs> to see how this plays out. So 1.26 million doesn't seem like a lot of money to Kim Kardashian. No. Definitely not, especially compared to like if people lost money. I bet like the total losses of that coin is is much higher. Yeah, definitely does not affect her. Also, she was paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, so really, it's only a million dollars lost. But anyway, right. next, Alex Rodriguez. We haven't talked about him in a while. Mm-hmm. He's doing some press right now. He was on a podcast. He was on Who's Talking to Chris Wallace. And Chris Wallace asked him about his former fiance, Jennifer Lopez, to which he responded with Jennifer, look, it was a good experience. I wish her and the children who are smart and beautiful and wonderful. I wish them the very best. Okay. And this just made me think of our jam session time on yeah. motto. I wish them well. Yeah. It's a new dimension of, I wish them well. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's a, oh, and I wish them well of, Maybe not longing, but it's a defensive, I wish them well. How about that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, can we get this over with? I don't want to say anything of substance. Right. Let's move on. I wish them well. And with Jennifer, it was a good experience. I mean, it's somewhere on the spectrum of neutral to appalling way to describe um, being engaged and date to someone who you dated for a while. So. Right. Though, so I, I was just thinking a little bit about, so they were engaged for like two at years. least a year, maybe yeah. two years, right? Yeah. And then Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck were engaged the first time for about a year to a year and a half, if I mm-hmm. recall. And then they called it off. But second time around, they were engaged for like four months, right? Yeah, about that, yeah. Okay. So you got to interpret from that that it's not necessarily J-Lo who is, you know, nervous about the wedding itself and and delaying it and, not, and putting it off. Unless you read into the fact that she just didn't want to commit to A-Rod, but she knew she wanted to commit to Ben Affleck immediately, which we, you and I both understand. But I'm just, do you think that A-Rod is a little bit like, I, I just should have signed that paperwork a bit sooner? I don't know. Honestly, I, I don't know. I, I can't understand A-Rod. Like, I feel like I don't have a lot of insight into how he thinks. Not that I have that much into J-Lo or Ben Affleck. However, they they I've consumed much more of each of their media than mm-hmm. A-Rod. Also, I think just like in general, there's a much bigger body of, of recorded commentary from J-Lo and Ben Affleck. So there's more to parse. But... I do think that everything with J-Lo and Ben Affleck happened very quickly. We know it did because they got back together and like a year and a half later, they're married, not even a year and a half. But Mm -hmm. I, I just think that like they resumed something like there was obviously they've grown and evolved or whatever, but they were sort of like a picking up that, that just like happened really quickly. Whereas I feel like with A-Rod and J-Lo, 
there was a lot more like to gain from that, like financially. And it just Mm -hmm. seemed like a very different type of relationship. Not that I'm in either of them, but like, I'll never forget the profile that you and I talked about. That was like so much about their business ventures in Vegas and like their gym together and like their body and like the Gatorade competitor. And like, they work sort of company, whereas it feels a lot more like JLo and Ben Affleck will keep their careers more separate. Although I don't know that for sure. I sure hope so. For Jennifer Lopez's <laughs> sake. I, you know, the first thing I texted you once they officially got married was I'm happy for them. And also I hope that she has just an ironclad prenup. I'm sure she does. I'm just sure she does. I You're sure? So. I, I really hope so as well. I didn't see the Jennifer Lynn Affleck coming. So, Nor you know, I. so I who know. can know love is powerful, I guess. I just think that everything is really planned. Like the more that I thought about the wedding, like I just, it, a, the more appalling the signs are because the more <laughs> the more deliberate everything is. You know, it's not, nothing just happens for them. So, you know, even the Paris trip, the initial Paris, like quote unquote honeymoon, that mm-hmm. was clearly a distraction. They clearly were like, fine, we'll do this trip and take a lot of pictures so then we can go to Italy and take way fewer pictures. So they know what they're doing. At least she does. I give her all the credit. Yeah, I, I do as well. Though... Putting yourself through like a 10-day like Paris paparazzi extravaganza so then you can go to Italy, just, that seems exhausting to me. Well, maybe their kids had fun. I yeah, it did look like they had fun. I like, Paris seems nice. I'd love to go. I was looking at content from Paris Fashion Week this morning. Oh my God. This is great. I was looking at the Balenciaga show. Sure. And my takeaway was I was afraid. I was just like, why does anyone want to look like this? What are these, what is this so-called fashion? Why mm-hmm. is there mud? And like, right. what is going on here? So were you afraid in like the horror movie sense or just afraid for what you're going to be asked to wear in six in, to 12 months sense? No, like in the horror movie sense. Okay. Like, I was just like, if I were in this atmosphere at this show, I would like feel uncomfortable. Yeah, it was, it was a little, it was a little spooky season for sure. It wasn't goth. It was like, haunted. I don't know. I just thought it was really, I was just like, what is this vibe? I don't know. And then, and then the Kanye West aspect of it and like him being part of like the mud walk. I just don't Mm -hmm. understand. (laughs) The mud walk. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. I think that you and Chris Ryan should start a fashion show together, like a fashion podcast, fashion critic podcast. I'd really enjoy it. Just, I think that you guys have a very unique way of describing everything that happens in the fashion world. And I mean that sincerely. I appreciate it. I have spent a lot of time, you know, following all the celebrities who have been there. It seems like Leo and Gigi are uh, both at, staying at the same hotel in Paris mm-hmm. for Paris Fashion Week. and I think they I, did in Milan as well. Right. So it seems like that's happening, which yeah. is great. I'm pretty into it, honestly. Also, the way they're doing it, which is just like, hey, why don't you come to Europe and like hang out at various fashion weeks while I work? And then we can like be in the European capitals together. Great, great move. You know, when he's not working, does Leonardo DiCaprio have any obligations? Like, do you think he ever like when he's not filming a, a movie? Because I think he right. seems like a good professional. Yeah, yeah. But like in between projects, like does he ever wake up and be like, oh, I have to do this today? Like, for example, I need to uh, I need to renew my global entry. Does Leonardo DiCaprio ever like wake up, make a personal admin list of like, oh, I need to make sure the dog walker's coming? Like, is everything just taken care of? I just don't understand his life. Yeah. I don't really think that he has ever thought about global entry in his <laughs> life. I think, I, do you think he knows what that program is? 
This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Well, I'm sure he could get it for free through one of his credit cards, so I hope so. <laughs> I hope so as well. I don't I don't think that he's applied. No, I think he's he's just really out out there. Like he wakes up but in like, the morning and he's like, What events can I go to? Does anyone love events more than Leonardo DiCaprio? Mm. I mean, he's everywhere. He was at like Adele's weird show in Griffith Park. He's at the US Open. Mask, like name yeah. he's at a sporting event. Yeah. And he's never like walking the red carpet. He's never like, I want to be photographed. He's just like, you know what seems like a good time? He likes to hang. This. Like yeah. I will go hang out in the back row in a mask at like any international event around the world. But like, does he have a chief of staff? He clearly has several properties. Like, who's maintaining them? Who's turning the alarm on and off? Who's watering the plants? Like, who pays the housekeeper? Like, who he is has the person? assistant? So like, he probably has several, just like everybody else. All famous people have an entourage. You know, I just want to know about the infrastructure of his life. I'm just very curious. Sure. How do you? What is it about Leonardo DiCaprio that makes you think it's different than any other celebrity's infrastructure? That he. That he's never been married and he doesn't have children. So that there's like just very fewer, there's just many less uh, obligations. Right. But, you know, he has his various charity works. And okay, as you that said, can be outsourced, no problem. Yeah. And as you, I think it has been. And as you said, he takes his career seriously. And 
he's a, he's invested in real estate. So, okay. you know, he's got to have someone managing all of that. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, does he check his bank account? How does he go to the, get cash? Does he go to the does ATM? Any, does any celebrity check their bank account? Do you think Leo has cash? I, I like, don't know. I do really you think don't he know. carries? Do you think he carries a credit card? Yes. You do? Yes, I do. But like, when is he using it? When is he out in the world? Like well, doing city, things? He is a city bike, so he needed to sign up for that at some point. Okay, that's a great point. Is that how you use a city bike? Like with a... I believe that you have an app, but someone had to set that up with his credit card. Right, sure. But if it's an app, then it wasn't necessarily Leonardo what? DiCaprio using the credit card. What about the time he scared Jonah Hill and he was holding a coffee? Or Jonah Hill was holding a coffee. Well, and, Jonah Hill was yeah. holding the coffee, not Leonardo DiCaprio. But like, who's paying for, like, if they get a coffee together, who's paying for that? Like, I just like, I don't know. I, for, I think because of his like singleton life and the fact mm-hmm. that he's been doing it for so long, I have more questions about that than like someone like Ben Affleck because I understand, like, I understand some of like the familial structure and like scaffolding of, or I can, or I can make it up with someone yeah. like Ben Affleck. I really can't Leonardo DiCaprio. I have like no idea what that's like. I sort of think he's living a wallet-free existence. I never really thought about this like before. Like Apple Pay? Yeah, or or just not even Apple Pay, but really more like the concept of money and exchanges, like financial exchanges aren't really happening for okay. him. Here's another like, question. Yeah. He's in Italy or sure. France. Yeah. How does he buy cigarettes? Someone buys them for him. Who? And they're always stocked. I guess I, I just don't assume he's always traveling with an assistant. Do you assume he's always with an assistant with like a handler of some kind? I think you're right that I don't get the vibe from him that there are like always eight people in the house. Yeah. You know, which I is, don't get that vibe, which is sort of, I think, like a reality TV and thing that we've come to understand is how they're just. It's because of Entourage. We came to understand that. Yeah. But I mean, I, th- I think it is true that most celebrities, there are just always a few people in the house. Yeah, who are they're not alone. For them. And they're like, a, you know, a best friend who's also an assistant or. Like, yeah, you're a stylist. Yeah, like on their own. Exactly. And I agree that I don't think he has like 18 people, but he probably has, I mean, he definitely has a personal assistant. Sure. And he definitely has some, like a house manager. And because someone has to take care of the real estate. Do I think the personal assistant is always traveling with him? No. Do I think that the personal assistant is like making sure that his hotel room has everything he needs? Yes. Yes. I mean, maybe he has a wallet. Like maybe he does know how to buy cigarettes, <laughs> but has Leonardo DiCaprio ever been spotted buying cigarettes? No. Right. So so I think someone else is buying them for him and mm-hmm. just being like, here you go, man. Like here's, we've got all the things you need, like a writer, you know, but sure. there's just a... a and I think it's probably low-key. I don't get the sense that he's a high-maintenance individual. I would agree with you. But I do think that someone's taking care of things for him. As as much because, like, he can't, for so many years, he just, like, couldn't go out in the world at all, you know? Sure. I, so I, just, there's I'm, an infrastructure. Right. Okay. Among these people, who do you think is most likely to have, have used cash mm-hmm. in the last 30 days? Okay. Beyonce, mm-hmm. Brianna, mm-hmm. Adele, uh huh, Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and The Rock. The Rock. <laughs> Those are the five most famous people I could think of. 
I'm not sure whether Leo lives a cashless existence, but I feel entirely certain that Beyonce lives a cashless and wallet-free existence and does not interact, does not personally oversee financial exchanges of any kind. I don't think, Rih- I don't think Rihanna does either. Yeah, I think that's true as well. And I was trying to think, who is the th- Adele? She strikes me as a shut-in. I feel like she's an Instacart. Yeah. Grubhub type. Right. And then, and that, but someone's managing that. And then she's... I, I'm sure Rich Paul has a wallet. I feel like he's like, oh my God. I'm sure he's always trying to like take, take care of things. So if she's with right. Rich, I bet he's just like, I got it. Right, right, right. So, you know, the, I know The Rock It has like a gym and a lot of... I don't know. I guess he's going from closed location to closed location as well. You know, <laughs> so I mean, this is the thing that about. <laughs> none of these people are out in public. You're right that Leo is like the most out in public. That's but why, I've just never seen I him ask. using cash. Yeah. yeah, but like that's why with him it's relevant because he does do occasionally something on his own, like taking a city bike or meeting Jonah Hill for coffee. And like, is there someone trailing behind? Maybe. But it'd be pretty weird to have your assistant trailing you on your city bike. Yeah. And I don't even think it seems fun. So. I think that someone else is getting the cash for him, though. You know? Uh-huh. So, like, he just has, like, a lot of fairies, essentially, in his life, dropping things off. Like, various Tinkerbells. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I think. Okay. Well, maybe, I, I would, this is, like, actually probably my 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 new dream celebrity interest is, like, do you go to the ATM do you pay for things? Do you have a wallet? No, it, it's a great question. I mean, like all of them are my interests. Like who's managing the DMs? Who's getting your cash for you at the ATM? Who's applying for TSA pre or whatever? You know? <laughs> yeah, it's essential. Do you have to... How do they do TSA on a private jet? I don't know. It's a good question. Okay. We should lo- we should do like a whole investigative series. Yeah, this that would be fine. We should, we, no one steal these ideas. We're gonna okay. we're gonna follow up. Okay. All right. Next, moving on. Speaking <laughs> of people who maybe have not touched, touched cash in a long time, totally. Oh my god. So Robert Downey Jr. Here, there's an article about him in T, the New York Times Style Magazine, and his home in Malibu is unique. Amanda, would you like to explain it? Yeah, I thought this was just a really classic celebrity architecture piece, although not from Architectural Digest. So uh, Robert Downey Jr. has a, just a massive estate in Malibu near Zuma Beach, which is the priciest uh, corner of Malibu. It's seven acres. And, you know, there's the normal house. And then he and his wife and movie producer Susan wanted to build a, a guest house slash like entertainment pavilion. And so... Pavilion is definitely the word that comes to mind. Yeah. So they went with an architect who I had never heard of before, but like a historically significant structure called the Bini Shell, which was uh, invented in the 60s by an Italian architect, designer, industrial person named Dante Bini. So it basically looks like a, a Mars colony that you would see in the movies. Yeah. Or like a video game house. I actually think it's quite beautiful. But hmm. so the I think, piece, I think the inside is pretty pretty fabulous. Yeah, and the outside I think looks cool. So basically the the binny shell and this is described in the piece is like a a way of an inflatable way of making possibly like sustainable 
like housing and like structures going forward. And it's inflated very quickly and then doesn't use a lot of resources and can just hang out. But then there's nothing inside, you know, so you have to like build your own structure and you got to like build walls and all of that sort of stuff. So they talked about how they worked with a ar- another architect and an interior designer to build what is a, like a really cool I wouldn't call it a pod home. There's something like nicely undulating about the curves. Mm-hmm. I feel. Mhm. And it's a Frank Gehry aspect to it to this. Yes. With the concrete on the or whatever it is on the inside. Sure. It's like the inside, there's a lot of like angular furniture and light fixtures that are in contrast to like the very rounded edges of the structure. So it's it's really thoughtful. It's just like super rich person shit. Cause you're like, wait, exactly. so you basically took a tent and then put something underneath it so the tent can't collapse. <laughs> right. I like the design. I like the what they've done on the inside. And I also really enjoyed the first quote from Robert Downey Jr. in this piece, which was, it was a crucible of faith, which is just really what I'm looking for in my celebrity architecture content is people saying ridiculous highfalutin stuff about their inflatable tent that they put in their Malibu backyard, you know? Yeah. And and then shortly after they expl- that quote, they explain exactly what this is, which is a nylon-coated neoprene air bladder with wet steel-reinforced concrete. And if you slowly inflate that in an hour, it basically will create a naturally aerodynamic and durable thin-shell bungalow. And then as you say, you have to like create the infrastructure with walls and whatnot inside of it. So it, it also kind of looks like a futuristic Hobbit house. Totally. Know? Yes, it does. Hobbit doors. I don't know. Seems great. I would accept an invite to a party at this at I this think, pavilion. I think the other thing about it that's like kind of deceptive is the landscaping around it is obviously very deliberate and lush and tall. So it makes the house look short, but it's actually not. It's just like really the proportions are confusing because of the way the landscaping is. I think the landscaping looks nice. It does. I also love the front door. The front door is really cool. Yeah. Listen, ridiculous architectural content from celebrities. It's it's one it's, of my great pleasures. I thought this was a great, it's, it was a great entry. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Last item of the day. It's October 3rd. The people at Netflix have been anticipating this day to announce that Lindsay Lohan is making a comeback and she is returning to the Netflix airwaves with two films, one that she's shooting right now in Ireland that Aisha Curry is also in, by the way. And on November 11th, she has a, you know, as is their want these days, a Netflix film and, sorry, Netflix Christmas film called Falling for Christmas. And excuse me, it's coming November 10th. Cord Overstreet of Glee is also in it. And she has a multi-film deal with Netflix. And I'm incredibly excited to celebrate this. Lindsay Lohan gave an interview to The Hollywood Reporter. And it is so nondescript and devoid of information (laughs) that literally anyone could have given this interview. And since it's just a written up Q&A, we have no proof that Lindsay Lohan actually gave these answers. It's shocking. It's just the um, opposite of the Lohan we've we've come to watch. That is very true. It does not give us any plot points about falling <laughs> for Christmas that I could tell, which made me wonder whether this was just like a kind of a one sheet available for promotion of any movie. Um, just copy and paste it in. Do you know anything about falling for Christmas? I do not. I had heard that she was doing, that she had like a bunch of Netflix projects coming and I knew that she was making a comeback of some kind. 
I don't know anything about it, but I will say Lindsay Lohan never seems to be like, she's the opposite of Leo. I have no evidence that she's ever alone and therefore don't have to ask if she's going to the ATM. But her companion in this is a man named Bernard Hiller, who is a, described as T, by THR as a combination of acting coach and life coach. Okay. And it sounds like she's like working with him very closely or he's like his, his life, her, he's become both her life coach and her acting coach. And I'll just say, I've got questions about Bernard Hiller. Yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> his book is called the revolutionary guide to acting. Okay. I have some questions about the Christmas, I guess, jumpsuit that mm-hmm. she's wearing on the poster. Mm-hmm. The sleeves are quite impractical. I guess they are giving us like sort of that stick on ribbon effect. Sure. And I guess big sleeves are in right now. I I don't know. The sleeves look like roses. I, I don't. I, it's very confusing. I assume this will fall into the great tradition of the Christmas prince or whatever. Oh, the Christmas switch. Excuse me. There was a Christmas prince also, right? Yeah, there's all of those. But like... Okay. If I'm Vanessa Hudgens, I'm pissed about this. I'm just like, back off, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Are you excited for this film? Like, will you watch this film on November 10th? I don't think I'll watch it on November 10th, but like, I am really excited to have Lindsay Lohan back in the public eye and under her, her choice. So I'm looking forward to that, or I assume it's her choice. Can I share a personal anecdote on the side? Sure. I was having lunch with our colleague, Sean Fennessy on Saturday. And I was waiting for him outside of the restaurant. And as I waited, I saw this woman walking across the street. She had red hair. And she looked so much like what Hallie and Annie from the Parent Trap Nancy Myers edition would have grown into as an adult. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I know that Lindsay Lohan is still alive and a real person and she doesn't look like this. But this is honestly looks so much more like Hallie and Annie than... Lindsay Lohan currently looks that I was just like blown away and I took a picture of her for posterity, though I have no idea who she is. Okay. So (laughs) what you wanted to share as a side anecdote is that you just took a shot of a random woman on the Upper West Side going about her life. Yes, it was in Tribeca, but yes. Okay. (laughs) You know, we won't be sharing that photograph publicly and you didn't actually even show it to me. You just told me. So so I guess that's okay. Oh, it's Tribeca. Oh, fun. Where'd you go to lunch? Bubby's. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah, I, I waited online for a really long time, but I was early. So it wasn't, wasn't like we had to wait a long time. It was more like good convenience anyway. Whatever. Okay. Well, congratulations <laughs> to that I've woman. Been about, I've been thinking about Lindsay Lohan. That's, that's the point. I just wanted to share that. Anyway, I'm excited for Lindsay Lohan to return to my life. That's, that's the point here. I sort of am. I'm a little worried that <laughs> you it's going to... seem so horrified by my reveal, Amanda. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just thinking through it. And then I was honestly thinking like, I, you, Hallie and Annie from The Parent Trap grown up would be uh, probably aspirational figures to me. They they were living really well. They seemed to have good heads on their shoulders, you know, a yeah, little mischievous. Could, yeah, they could definitely afford to live in Tribeca. Right. So I like, I guess good for them and good for that. I wonder if she's listening. If anyone knows who this woman could be, please let her know. You're doing great. Two thumbs up. And we're, we're looking out for your privacy. Anyway, the other thing I'm worried about is I just am nervous that this is not going to be like a fun return to glory for Lindsay Lohan. So much as a reminder. What would ever make you think that Amanda? Well, exactly. And so I, I don't know how much joy I'm going to take from watching her in like a, a Netflix Christmas movie that kind of reminds me of what could have been and what is not. 
you know? Sure. Sure. I, it's well, not it's not my favorite. I wish she could be in a good Christmas movie, you know? Do they make those? I think that the movies that are specifically made as Christmas movies now are not very good. Yeah. And they've sort of been hallmarkified. But the movies that feature Christmas heavily that you and I would consider as a Christmas movie and some of our other colleagues would not consider as Christmas movies, which we don't have to open that right now, they don't make as many of those. And I wish that they would. Agreed. Okay. Who could disagree with that? Yeah, I don't think that this is going to be in the it's, Hall of Fame. It's not a not a hot take. Not going to be. And this movie won't be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. On that note, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Slightly deranged today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, Jade Whaley, for producing this episode. And we'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.